Yes team, welcome back to another episode of the High Performance Coach Podcast. In the previous episode, you will have heard from the incredible Jen uh, talking all things coaching. So I hope you're able to extract some gold from that. And if you haven't already done so, then I highly recommend that you go back to that. Today, we have a returning guest, none other than the QM, the question master, uh, our head of high performance, Mr. Troy Nixon. Troy, how are you, sir? I'm good. Thank you for asking, mate. Thanks for this uh, talk today, but no, I'm, I'm good. Thank you for asking, mate. I'm excited to have a chin mic. Good. How's, uh, how's your first time in Danoon? <laughs> it's delightful, but I can imagine you get pretty bored of it pretty fast around it. There's not, there's not a lot to do out with the house, but the house itself is, um, yeah, beautiful. Good, good, good. Mate, you were last on the podcast 27th of February 2022. From, 2000, from 2022, 27th of Feb to now May 2023, what do we need to understand and or know about Troy Nixon and what has changed? Mate, <laughs> that's the question, isn't it? Many things have changed. Um, in terms of, my mind initially goes to business first and foremost, because mm-hmm. as for us and probably most people watching this, it's the, one of the highest priorities in life. So in terms of business, um, somewhat of a role transition we're currently in for myself at the High Performance Coach, more of a um, leadership role, if you like, as opposed to a coaching role within the business. And yeah, that's something I guess we'll be talking about today in terms of what leadership is and, and effectively what it means to us. So yeah, that's that's the biggest difference. Uh, and also got a cat, a pet cat. So you got <laughs> a full, Shelby. Yeah, you got a full personal side in there. I got Shelby, um, the old little rag doll. He's, um, he's an absolute nightmare, but I love him at the end of the, <laughs> at the, end of the day. Yeah, good, good, good. And again, like I think um, this is gonna be a really, really powerful topic because uh, last year uh, you were obviously in alongside me, stood shoulder to shoulder, and it was just kind of me and you running the ship going away on little days away with our peppermint tea, buying biscuits, <laughs> yeah. and putting our beds together in hotel rooms and just chatting shit until three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously we've had the Compassion King, Mr. Ben Leader, then obviously come in. Uh, and then obviously over the last kind of four or five months, we've obviously seen the introduction of Dan, who's been on the podcast, Jen, and of course, uh, Mr. Captain Toblerone, who, who's behind the camera, <laughs> Mr. Aaron Crow. So obviously it's now grown pretty quickly from obviously just me and you uh, to obviously now a team of effectively six plus of course the queen my mum who is of course the real MVP behind Mm. the high performance coach uh, which is exactly why we're here today for us to now be to really understand that okay in terms of uh, where were we where are we right now and where are we going with the high performance coach and actually these roles and responsibilities because now as a team we've actually been able to really develop and grow and evolve so out of curiosity what do you now really feel as though has gone uh, so incredibly well um, over the last 12 months when it was me and you turning our beds into bunk beds and drinking peppermint tea with one another. Yeah, other than us having the old uh, pillow fights and, and peppermint tea <laughs> night time. We did have our clothes on at that point. We did, yeah, uh, for a time. Uh, I think the best, and people ask, uh, sort of mention this quite a lot with us, particularly our clients, and I know I've had a lot of calls in regards to this, and I know you have as well, is that, and I'm not, I couldn't quite put my finger on how we've done it, but picking the right people to work with us to help us run the business, because, Business isn't always business. Business is actually relationships. And I think if you have a good relationship with the people that you work with, that is not only gonna make you personally fulfilled and enjoy the job itself even more, but it's also gonna make the business run a lot smoother. And I think Jen actually mentioned to me a while ago, he's like, if you've got business problems, that's obviously not a good thing, but you'd rather have business problems than people problems or employee problems because you can't effectively solve like, you know, emotional turmoil between people, but with business you can. So I think that is one of the biggest and best things that we've done, not only for ourselves on a personal level, not only for the business, but more importantly for our clients as well, because we need to make sure that 
we are a unit to best serve the people that we work um, for effectively. And when it comes to obviously now being able to pick people, we obviously now see uh, coaches starting to look at obviously building kind of coaching teams and they're thinking about starting to bring kind of uh, people obviously into their realm to be able to then support them on that journey. Um, what do you now believe um, having now obviously come on board, obviously with you and now kind of really stepping into from being at your absolute worst as a client to now being at your absolute best and now uh, kind of really leading and being kind of, kind of such a key figurehead inside the high performance coach, like through you, what do you believe has been so integral and so important um, for you when it's now being actually you stepping in yeah. um that you've now required and then second to that would then be obviously understanding right okay what do you now believe that we have then done well with regards to the people that we've been able to bring in what was it that you feel as though we were looking for yeah most definitely i think I, from my previous jobs working in um, like not corporate but you know really big companies in terms of like leveling up management systems when coaches bring in, when coaches are bringing in new people to work under them, I think a challenge that they face is they don't realize what that actually means. They just think they're bringing in a helping hand just to work side by side, which it is to some extent. But in reality, if you're a coach listening to this and you're now considering bringing someone in, you need to now step up in terms of the tiers of running a team. You're now effectively in charge of that person to make sure that they're the best they can be to manage the people that they're in charge of as opposed to now you just trying to do better and more as a coach your your almost job title and job description has then changed so it's something that you have to change for that and um, in terms of the people that we've brought in and what we've done incredibly well I, and people say this was quite a lot which i wholeheartedly agree with i know you have as well because you spoke about before is like we are so diverse the team the team is very diverse in terms of what we actually bring to the table from our personality standpoints from our experiences from our skill sets and i think that is i think i think i'm probably sounding biased i think it's brilliant our team because of how diverse we are but how similar we are on the same level and we are yeah it's just a, it's a great it's a great mix on all levels, ultimately, I think that's really good, yeah. And I think Jen mentioned this on a, a previous podcast, of course, about kind of like vision and purpose mm. and about now understanding, right, okay, we all have like a, a vision and purpose that we're now kind of aligned to. How important do you now feel as though with somebody now coming into a role, actually being able to have vision and purpose of the company and how that aligns to them is? Yeah, no, incredibly important. I think, and this is just my belief of it, is that the business needs a vision and a purpose, like a reason why, like why are we here, what are we doing, what is, what is the end goal or what is the progressive end goal of this? But I think then as well, it's an individual's own, in their best interest to have their own purpose and mission within the business as well. So you've almost got these two purposes, these two reasons why leaning in and ultimately, as just always take it back to like a client in a, a deficit phase, what's the reason you're doing this? And ultimately the reason is gonna be the thing that drives you forward and give you that intrinsic motivation to keep pushing when things do get challenging. So the more reasons you have, the better it's gonna be the pursuit and the more likely you are gonna uh, succeed. Yeah. And I think as well, it's really important for us to be able to sit here like a massive part of actually what we're trying to build and what we're trying to create is actually being able to document and show the journey that we're now going on. And we're really trying to do something that's uh, incredibly, uh, like unique in terms of what we're really trying to build and what we're trying to facilitate and do we have all the answers are we doing absolutely everything perfectly and is everything now you know like absolutely on the money um, no because as soon as um, everything is hunky dory there's always going to now be another challenge another change or something that we now need to go through and you're always going to go through uh, this organizational change and that's kind of exactly why we've uh, brought everybody together uh, for us and now to have 48 hours to really sit down and understand but okay where were we where are we right now where are we going um, and then ultimately like how do we then as individuals now facilitate 
facilitate and the how and where do we now see our roles obviously within that because everything that we're now centering our focus and attention on is um, how do we now really raise and elevate the standard of the fitness industry? How do we make it a stronger, safer and better place? And how do we make the high performance coach the center of excellence? But um, our coaches can only ever be as good as we are um, as individuals and also as a team and as a collaborative. And one big key core component for me is, um, especially has always been like the connections and the relationships and the rapport and it not just being about coaching, but actually us being able to connect on a human level. How important do you think that has been in terms of, and or if there was a coach who was now looking at bringing somebody else in mm-hmm. to now be able to really have a, that at the forefront in comparison to like coaching first relationship second in comparison to actually let me build a relationship with this person do i get on with this person do we have similar values and then actually the coaching component comes after yeah most definitely i think if you're putting coaching before relationships you're almost putting the cart before the horse you can't well you can but i don't believe you can as potently coach someone without that relationship there because you there has to be a level of trust and understanding and rapport and connection for you to actually tap into someone and you know there has to be a reciprocation of trust mm-hmm. coaching is opening up it's being vulnerable from both sides it's, it's leadership and within that you need trust so i think the relationship is yeah yeah relationship is so important and if there's any book that i would recommend to anyone to read in terms of that is um how to win how to win friends and influence people by is it dale carnegie yeah yeah um that book there so simple but that is that is the essence of building relationships with people, building rapport with people, and it will make your coaching so much more effortless, so much more effortless, yeah. And what do you believe that you've learned about yourself over the last year uh, with the step up in obviously coaching and obviously now the amount of clients and conversations that you've now been having? Yeah. What do you now really feel as though you've learned about yourself over the last 12 months? What have I learned about myself over the last 12 months? It's quite an interesting question, mate. The QM game, the QM getting QM. <laughs> no, the question QM master getting QM. question mastered. What have I learned about myself? I don't know if there's anything I learned about myself. Someone asked me a similar question the other day. I don't, forgive me if this isn't in the same vein, but initially when I started working with you side by side, there was a level of imposter syndrome because obviously it's never coached a coach before. So it was almost like, I don't know, you've experienced this before, is who am I to do this job? But I caught myself the other day in a conversation with a coach that up until this point now, I've coached probably... 200 coaches maybe plus that we've actually had through the business and I was caught myself speaking to someone a coach of a day about x y and z and I was like internally I was thinking I know my I know my shit like I've seen you know what I mean I had now have the evidence I've seen this mistake this many times to be like okay I'm, I've got certainty with now what I'm saying um so I guess what I've learned about myself is that to this point now and again I appreciate there's always going to be more learning um, but to this point, I'm, I no longer have that imposter syndrome and I'm, I'm way more uh, confident with conviction and certainty in, in what I'm delivering and how I can actually support a coach at this point. And in 2023, obviously from COVID uh, and the transition, obviously into online, the industry has obviously changed a lot. Mm. What are some of the common things that you're now typically seeing uh, with a lot of the coaches that we're now working with? What are some of the trends and what are some of the patterns and or what do you now believe are maybe some of the behaviors that you really feel as though uh, a coach needs to embody and or have in order for them to be able to really build something that's gonna be um, impactful, life-changing and something that's gonna draw people towards them? Yeah. The firstly, I do believe that there is a certain criteria of being a coach, whether that's online, whether that's in person. Leadership is one of those criterias um, for online. We even mentioned before, like to be an online coach, I believe one of the elements of that would be to have um, charisma. 
you need to have charisma to get people to buy into you from an online presence. Obviously, there's a few elements with that. And if you don't have that, there's certain things you can do, but I would say primarily charisma. Some of the trends that I see with coaches, with all of us, we have limiting self-beliefs with certain elements. And one of the biggest things that I do see, particularly with online coaches, is, is putting themselves out onto the internet, which is a daunting task I appreciate. Um, that would be one of the biggest things that I see people that I see help holds online coaches back is having that confidence, that conviction to be on online and effectively put themselves out there for judgment, potential ridicule, which is a completely normal part of the process. So I'd say that is something that, that would definitely help a lot of people. Uh, lack of clarity on who they're working with is a huge one. Again, that is part of what we do here now and I'm developing even more so is to help people define that because I believe that that is a huge rock that if that rock gets solved, 80% of other rocks will be eradicated. Uh, very similar to like a calorie deficit. If we get your sleep in a good place, many other things, the challenges you're facing will just automatically disappear. Finding your niche, your reason why is similar within you. And it's quite funny because coaches have exactly the same problems as like a deficit client, but all them same problems are business problems, but the same problems. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just a different sort of area. And so, yeah, I would say, I would say that there, yeah. How would you uh, first allow somebody to understand who is it that they're trying to target and niche down to? And what do you think stops them from doing that? Good question, mate. There's a, there is a process and there's no, there are so many ways you can skin a cat. I actually had a call with one of our coaches the other day who, who was struggling with this. And how I took him through the conversation was initially finding out what is the reason you're doing this? What is the vision? What are you trying to achieve with this? And then from there, if you can pinpoint whatever your vision of success is through this business, when you have that answer, you could almost reverse engineer it and look at the opposing side of what that is. So if my, if, if our vision of success at High Forms Coach is create a safe, uh, you know, a safe space, a safe environment and make the, uh, the industry a safer place and the standards to be raised, what is the opposite of that? It's coaches not feeling safe, not feeling stable in their business, not feeling secure as people, uh, potentially having low standards for whatever reason. So that's how you can then do it. It's the same with, again, I, I always take it back to the fat loss client because everyone will understand that. If you know what success is for your business, or if you know what the problem is, you can work out the other side. For this example, if fat, uh, if excess body fat is the problem you're solving, success of that, generally speaking, would be, be being leaner or a six pack. That is the dream outcome. Or conversely, if the dream outcome is a six pack, you know the problem is excess body fat. So it's just not necessarily finding the whole jigsaw piece, but just finding that first breadcrumb and then you can just follow that train of thought and that'd be one one avenue to go down i think it's about understanding sometimes you're like we're always maybe sometimes thinking about i don't necessarily know the solution but what i'm hearing is um actually well what is uh, the problem what are all the things that you now don't want to achieve what are the things you don't want to happen right okay what's the inversion of that well yeah. the inversion is the opposite yeah. which then actually allows you then to ultimately see yeah. um and would you uh say that a lot of the challenges that coaches have with regards to narrowing and niching down uh, comes through potentially a lack of, well, actually, if I now go narrow and deep, yeah. I'm then gonna potentially alienate and I'm not gonna now be able to speak to the majority and therefore I'm gonna limit how many people I'm actually now gonna be able to have the opportunity to be exposed to. Yeah, most definitely. I think it's, the problem with that as well is that's more than likely gonna be an emotional problem. And no matter how much logic you can throw at an emotional problem, it doesn't solve an emotional problem. So I think that's something to, you know, it's gonna be a process to work your way through that. But the reality is 
just to throw some logic at the problem. The reality is the reason you want to niche down is not only from a financial standpoint, yes, you can have the potential to earn more money if you are far more niche down, but in reality, if you niche down, it's going to make your business far more refined in terms of what you're delivering. If you work with everyone, you're going to need a thousand solutions to a thousand problems. But if you work with a certain type of person, they're going to have one, two, three problems. You then only need to be absolutely world-class on delivering one, two, three solutions. The same applies to the marketing as well. The further down you niche, rather than trying to talk to everyone and creating a thousand pieces of content for a thousand pieces of people, it's only gonna be a certain amount of things and then that allows you to do uh, an inch wide, mile deep job of things as opposed to a mile wide, inch deep job of things being spread far too thin and just not being potent whatsoever. Yeah, I think when you try to speak to everybody, you speak to nobody. And then in doing so, you then get confused and then you start to look at, right, okay, what is everybody else doing? And then in doing so, even unknowingly, you then start to replicate and you start to think, what are the other individuals that I'm now seeing doing incredibly well? Right, okay, what do I now need to take? And then you become a bit of everybody and then ultimately you, again, become... Uh, not a nobody, but a separation of yourself. And actually you don't allow yourself the opportunity to own who you are, what you do, why you do what you do, what you stand for, what's important to you, uh, what's the big problem that you now wanna solve. And then ultimately off the back of that, again, like, um, like how can you now tell the necessary and relevant stories around your lessons, your stories, your experiences that allow people to be able to build that relatability, that relationship and that rapport with you specifically because ultimately your uniqueness is found that in the, at the intersection of who you've been and now who you're striving to become. And I think it's about just being able to um, allow yourself to realize and appreciate that um, your people need you exactly as you are today. And it's about really then being able to deeply implicitly understand, well, actually, how are they feeling? What are their current challenges? What are their problems? What are their wants? What are their wishes? What do they think about when they get out of bed in the morning? Mm. You know, what have they tried before? What have they done? What are they inspired by? What's, what's that aspirational identity that now I want to be able to step into? Mm. Um, and then ultimately, how am I now ensuring that I'm being able to build um, this level of um, utility in terms of the value that I'm now adding that allows them to be able to feel like, holy crap, they're now talking exactly to me, mm. which gives them that degree of relatability, safety, security, and then ultimately that buy-in because we know that everybody is now doing the same thing. We've all got the same marketing strategies, tactics, tools, systems, which comes back down to, again, mm. you knowing you and you knowing the person. Yeah. Um, and that's the very thing that people now buy into. Somebody will always buy into the person before they buy into coaching, which is why a huge focus of, on ours is being able to allow people to really like develop and have personal mastery within themselves. Yeah. And uh, I know that you're a master in terms of allowing people the opportunity to understand their values and then looking at, right, okay, their vision, understanding boundaries, barriers, their energy management, looking at their own body shape, health and performance, how they become that aspirational identity yeah. um, and then obviously off the back of that then how does that breed into then how they coach why they coach uh, and the systems that they have in place for them to be able to coach somebody through that process and then obviously the business component as well like how do I create a high functioning business that ultimately allows myself the opportunity to now be to build something that's going to now um, be sufficient yeah. um, and is now going to allow me to spend more time in my zone of excellence yeah. uh, which is going to be which is going to be absolutely integral when you're looking at um, coaches at the present moment in time who are maybe struggling um, to really put themselves um, on the internet mm. um, and are really struggling to know who exactly am I now working with, what do you now believe are some of the um, limiting beliefs or stories that they may be telling themselves um, that is currently stopping them from doing that? Again, personal business-wise, part of the business-wise is like you mentioned before, is like a fear of losing money or not being able to produce as much money because the, the pool of people you're talking to will be smaller. I think that is a huge component for a lot of people. Personal wise is just to, to boil it down to its simplest form is their relationship with themselves and their 
their worthiness of of whatever they don't feel worthy of effectively you know it's as as almost sad as it sounds and we all experience it from time to time that the reason being is fear of judgment the fear of making the wrong move that was that is probably a huge one as well um and just yeah it's all it's it's all based on fear and i think the fear is is individual based but there is definitely commonalities between self-belief self-worth um fear of not making as much money because again it's your livelihood which is completely understandable so i'll definitely say they're, they're the major parts of of that yeah which i do see yeah i think um one big thing is allowing people to realize that they need you exactly as you are today yeah i think so often we're thinking that uh like i know for me it's like i need to be better i need to do this i need to add that i need more experience i need to be able to uh, be more like this person instead of just now realizing that ultimately you can now become the hero uh, for somebody or that inspiration or that aspiration for somebody yeah. because of what you've experienced and what you've now been through and it's actually about allowing yourself the opportunity to ground yourself within this moment and um, understand what well, actually who can i now talk to and ultimately who do i now believe that i can help based upon all of the results that i have now attained and achieved in certain aspects of my life yeah. um, which i believe can be um like so integral because it allows you to realize actually again the more narrow and deep that i go the better i can articulate somebody's problem better than they can explain it themselves yeah. which then ultimately will build more trust um, and then again when you look at then a culture and a community you then start to gravitate and bring more of the right types of people into your world and therefore there's a far heightened degree of longevity mm. uh, there's a greater degree of fulfillment connection belonging mm. Um, and also I think exactly as you said, from a delivery perspective, you can now talk so directly to a set of individuals who ha may have different problems and challenges, but um, have a very, very similar set of values yeah. um, or attributes that they're now looking to kind of like work towards for them, which is huge. If somebody's struggling with um, their niche, what have you now been able to kind of uh, do, read, watch, listen? Because again, mate, I know that we, uh, and you've spent so much time obviously building out obviously our success system, which is basically like our central hub, which. Uh, overseas and allows coaches to pretty much have absolutely everything they can now ever need in one space in one place. Uh, what do you now believe within that target market uh, subset uh, is such an invaluable piece that they can start to work through and or resources they can now start to work on? Yeah, most definitely. Well, there's two things that come to mind when you mention that. First is identifying the type of person. I know we do like this frame a lot is a lot of people focus on the demographic, which is age, gender, occupation, you know the sort of external side of a person but then and this is what we do is focus on the psychographic of a person so their beliefs their values their interests their hobbies like what is that person like internally and i believe from my own experience is that that will create far more relatability with people that will then create more trust and buy-in which will then create more fulfillment for you because you'll be more aligned with that client and then also because there's more trust and buying from them they'll be far more confident to lean into the process which will then as a byproduct get them a better result which will make them happier which will then no doubt make you happier and then as a byproduct we'll create more finances as well because it'll obviously from a marketing perspective from a referral perspective uh, the second thing as well which i think is really interesting and it's from building a story brand just we pulled the post piece of that out and put it in there and it's identifying what and i think this is a huge problem people face uh, coaches face i see it quite a lot is that and myself included at times is so focused on what the external problem people are having but in reality they've got three problems you've got an external one an internal one and then a philosophical one the philosophical one is the one that we need to identify with people because that's the true problem they're solving and the whole point of marketing is not for it to be it's not for people to understand you and the understanding of your content it's for them to feel understood and it's for them to look at your content and go that's me 
that's the problem I've, that's exactly the problem I've got. And the only way you can do that is to find out what that philosophical problem is. And the example I'll give of this again is, again, the fat loss client, is that a female fat loss client, her external problem is her clothes don't fit anymore. The internal problem is that's that knocked her confidence. Philosophically speaking, she no longer feels sexy to take her clothes off in front of her husband, which is impacting her family life and her intimacy. That's why she's coming into coaching. That's what she's trying to solve, maybe consciously, subconsciously. And so many coaches, again, myself included at times, are speaking about, here's how you track on my fitness pal which is great there's a time and a place for that but ultimately people are trying to feel understood they're trying to feel heard so that they know that you know where they are and that your business is going to get into your to success so effectively problem success your business is the bridge that gaps them too so that would be it mate Superb. And if we now shift gears and we look at, um, okay, somebody now has been able to understand their kind of niche, their target market, who they're currently speaking to, uh, they can articulate the problems, but then they can explain themselves, they understand their internal, external, philosophical problems, uh, and they can then wrap that up in the stories uh, that is obviously going to be able to be delivered in a way that actually is going to be more recipient to somebody. And then we were to understand, obviously, the systems of one's coaching business that you now believe is integral. Um, I certainly know from my own experience that obviously it's easier just just to add more stuff and just to basically build and build and build and build and build and build. What do you now believe is integral to do as a business owner um, from a system perspective that is so integral just to keep everything simple, clean, efficient and effective and allowing yourself to realize that you're not just adding additional stuff that isn't now necessary. And why do you believe mm. people maybe add additional stuff? Yeah, oh, great question, mate. Two things, okay, so in from a business perspective, there needs to be a process and a, and a a process of progression for a client. So it's like, here, you, this is where you are and here's the next step and here, like a roadmap effectively so that you know where they are and you can keep tabs on that. You can keep tabs of their milestones. Um, that's not only from them and the confidence perspective to lean in because they're aware of that vision of what's happening and they have the confidence, but it's also also almost like dangling the carrot in front of them here's the next milestone here's the next milestone obviously from a, a you know a business standpoint but also from a them and a progression standpoint which is the most important part and then secondly when it comes to and i 100 did this when i first started the need to add more pdfs resources webinars <clears throat> whatever that now is and i can only speak from my own experience but i've also highlighted this to other coaches who have also agreed with me that they're doing the same thing is that that is being done because of the subconscious lack of value being provided on an actual coaching level. So it's almost like all of, all of the onus and all of the value and all of that, that focus point is on the things. It's like, well, this is the value. This is the only value I can provide. But in reality, coaching is communication, it's leadership, it's human behavior, it's psychology. And that's the actual coaching process. It's, it's the, again, the relationship with someone. It's how you're interacting. It's how you're helping them identify limiting beliefs, changing their perspective of that limiting beliefs, and then helping them move forwards from that. And that only comes from your level of understanding, awareness, and communication skills. And if you don't have that and don't have an understanding, a process, a framework of how to take someone along that, that process, what else do you have? You have PDFs. You have my fitness pal resources you have fake away recipe books which i also had again there's a time and a place for that which is all good and well um but it depends on how well you want to help people it depends on what kind of business you want to run and yeah i think people get so caught up in that for that reason because they lack confidence in their ability to 
support people in other ways and that's the only way that they can so they put all the the onus on that and all the value on that and if you're looking at understanding oneself developing somebody as a coach and you're actually now looking to uh like how do i actually now get somebody uh better quality results, more bought in, uh, developing obviously more familiar relationships with somebody and actually now being able to actually allow them to see the value extraction being not about the stuff that they get, but the result that they, they're retaining and all the person that they're becoming through that journey and or how they now see you because the value extraction will shift and change as somebody goes through one's for a journey. Uh, what would you say would be a positive couple of things that coaches could now go and do to enhance that so they're not now looking at PDFs, all these other good things, which are again, like I say, time and place, but sometimes you're just basically adding more stuff unnecessarily. Yeah, um, I would start from the ground up, first and foremost, from a business standpoint, get a, get a visual roadmap in place for people. I'd be like, literally, literally draw it out, like on a screen for people. This is where you are, X marks the spot. I know you did this for me when I joined you and it was game changing for not only me, but for my clients as well. Um, so I'll do that, this is where you are in three months time this is where you'll be in six months time this is where you'll be and set that expectation and then people know in their minds where it is myself included so many um, coaches just go here's your calories here's your protein here's your training plan we're aiming for 10 kilos lost and then that's sort of it and then people go into the ether after a while um, so i'll do that uh, from a logistical standpoint from a communication standpoint the the only thing i could say is just practice communication skills learn about your communication skills obviously go to like finding coaching courses um i know that we've done a few communication courses as well which have been invaluable um there's always books that i recommend uh, particularly again how to influence people and, and win friends uh, how, how to win friends yeah. and influence people how to, how to influence people and win friends That's either, it, either, way, both yeah. work. Either, either way um that there uh, motivational interviewing um, health and fitness by uh, dawn clifford i think it is like that is in a nutshell it's a very complex book it's a very dense book but that is that's the nuts and bolts of the skill and art of coaching outside of a coaching course um well, that is a heavy book. That is a heavy, heavy, heavy book. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. But just the resources of that there and just even being aware of when you're day-to-day -day living, you're constantly communicating with people. So just be aware of how would the... Here was a big thing, in fact. Uh, here's the thing, without like trying to plug anything, whether it's with us or not, if you're a coach, you listen to this, get a coach. Like literally get a coach. Whether it's with us or not, get a coach because... Well, one, if you aren't, if you're a coach and you don't have a coach, one, there's no way for you to see what is above to progress yourself and, and not break them limiting beliefs. And there's no one holding you accountable. Uh, you're not walking a walk or talking the talk despite your nutrition, your training, um, like so many reasons why. But the most important thing, which I took away when I first started working with you is like, from the first message you sent me, I was acutely aware of the words you were using, the tone of voice, your inflection, how you were communicating with me. And I was just picking apart. I like that. That makes me feel really good. Wasn't quite sure of that. I'll put that in there. And I was like, this is great because it's, it's a real life. It's a real life reflection of what people that I'm trying to work with are going through when I message them. Do you know what I mean? And so it's like, when you get a coach, you then have this 360 degree view of coach and coachy. You are being coached and whatever you're experiencing from that process is only going to make your process even better. So first-hand experience well i said the foundations was the roadmap get that in place that'll take five minutes but get get a coach and if it's a good coach you're going to learn really good things if it's a bad coach you're going to find out really quickly like i did initially before i met you what you don't want to be doing in the business which is just as if not more valuable
that would be my, my take. What do people need to know about the high performance coach that they don't know? What do they need to know that they don't know? That we aren't just fitness and physique, we aren't just business, we're, we're, we're literally the, the support system for everything. Mm -hmm. I feel like within our industry, there are a lot of coaches which don't actually understand what coaching is until they come to us and, and experience what coaching is. Like coaching isn't health and fitness, it isn't training plans, it isn't nutrition. Coaching is, I am supporting you as a human being so you can go and be the best human being you can be with whatever realm that is. Like the amount of conversations we have with people about relationships, families, finances, business, coaching, training, nutrition, like we are, we are coaches, full stop. We aren't training coaches, we aren't nutrition coaches, we aren't business coaches, we are, we are coaches full stop. Whatever problem you have, we are going to help you move forwards on that problem. And, and that is it. What impact do you want to have on high performance coach? Why are you here? Why am I here? In the noon. I'm here in the noon to chill out with my, <laughs> my best mates. Um, but my, my internal mission for the high performance coach isn't far off the mission of the high performance coach. Mine is to raise the standards of the industry because nothing boils my blood more than walking into a pure gym and seeing coaches, PTs in there, on their phone while a client's doing squats, not giving a crap, hands in pockets, just not taking the job seriously, taking hard-earned money off people and, and thinking that's good enough because you're doing a disservice for people like us, I'm assuming the people that will be listening as well because the fact you listen to this tells me you want to be doing more for yourself, is a disservice to us because it gives us a bad name for people like you in the industry. And it's also a disservice to people that have put their hard-earned money and their trust into you and you're just half arsy in life, business. And my job is to either make sure that there are so many uh, incredible coaches in the world that they get flushed out or I can get my hands on them type of people and then raise them up to the standard that they need to be because it's outrageous to see. <laughs> and, it, and it's the one thing in this world that, yeah, it's, I have a visceral response to that. <laughs> Beautiful. What have you learned, read, watched? Because again, I know that you're uh, a very, very um, well read watched, listened, dude. Yeah. Um, what's one thing that stood out for you in the last month that you'd want to leave everybody with? In the last month? Good or question. even in general? Good question, mate, good question. It's a really good question, mate. Not too sure, mate. Not from a coach, you know, business perspective, but maybe just from a I'm very much into stoicism. I would definitely recommend reading uh, Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Mm -hmm. Helps you uh, helps you be more um, composed as a person in life. And I believe that to answer that question, that then impacts the rest of life. So I think it's a blanket a blanket book there as opposed to anything else. Yeah. Cool. One big thing that I would say that I've learned from you over the last month or so, and again, I communicated this in a tune-up, was uh, having the ability to be able to communicate in a way that actually allows you to move one chess piece at the time instead of now trying to answer um, and or solve everybody's problem in one go. So when you get a check-in or you get a five-minute voice note or you get a whatever, um, and or you're in a call with somebody, it's actually not them thinking about, right, okay, um, how do I now basically... Uh, 
take all this information on by active listening, but how, and then how do I basically just solve all these problems and or how do I ask all these questions? It's now starting to look at, right, okay, how can I now just start to understand, right, okay, what is the one big problem and or what is the one thing that I'm currently consistently hearing mm. uh, that I now think is gonna be the key the key uh, move that we need to move first and foremost mm. before then we explore the next. And I think one big thing that I've learned from you, um, especially over the last month or two, is actually being able to take some complexity, put it into simplicity, uh, through an articulation of a question from active listening that allows you to understand where that person is, what they're saying, and then what's the next move that they now need to take. So it allows you to have the opportunity to break things down instead of it being this kind of like minefield and cloud of all this stuff and everything's going at a million miles an hour. And this was something that I also then took from Chris Voss, which was, you're not gonna basically, if you were playing um, email chess, you wouldn't put your next seven moves into an email. Um, you would literally just send your next one. I think that's something that I've learned from you over the last month that I think has uh, been so integral and has been so invaluable. And I think for our coaches as well, it's been so important for them to be able to start to acknowledge that actually the ability to be able to take complexity, put it into simplicity, can be so powerful in terms of now being able to take somebody on a coaching journey. Oh, yeah. um, and I think that is something that I think um, is so important uh, for people to be able to have the skill to develop and be able to do, not just because they're good at asking good questions, but because they have the ability to be able to understand the situation, what's being said, yeah. Um, and then um, understand what are the dots that I then need to connect, not by telling them, but then potentially giving them the next kind of road map yeah. um, or the next step, sorry, on that road map for them to be able to uh, figure it out yeah. uh, by themselves, whether that's through them just going doing or whether you have to stand shoulder to shoulder with them uh, because the archetype that they are may potentially need a little bit more support from you. So that's something that I've taken from you, mate, in the I last month or so. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. I really like that. It's, um good to know mate it's good to know superb team i hope you've been able to find uh this podcast incredibly valuable uh, if you have then i would absolutely love it if you could now go and share this with another personal trainer online coach gym owner our mission is to now be to raise and elevate standards of fitness industry by making it a stronger safer and better place uh, and being able to provide uh coaches with the absolute very very best uh so that we can now go and positively um influence more people because i don't believe uh that we often acknowledge and or appreciate just the sheer impact influence and opportunity that we now have aside from that any feedback is always welcome Whatever you're up to, have an incredible morning, afternoon, evening. Love you all and look forward to catching up with you soon.